You Want to Split That is brought to you by Hustle Haven, a haven from your daily hustle. It's Roanoke, Virginia's best place to encourage self-care through the trifecta of hot yoga, indoor cycling, and their own self-care boutique and potion bar. This place has a little bit of everything for anyone seeking an improvement of their mental health through fitness. And listen, y'all, they have the only hot yoga studio in Roanoke, so that is a huge deal, and you should definitely give it a try. Well, sometimes the meals I eat on here don't make me feel too hot about myself, so I really look forward to taking cycling every weekend before I watch football. After I'm done, I feel so much better for the rest of the day, and I look for the best time to schedule another class. Hustle Haven is the perfect place for that mental pick-me-up through physically challenging yourself. Head to their website, hustlehaven.com, to register for your first two classes for the price of one for just $20, or just check the place out at their downtown Roanoke location. And don't worry, they have parking at 355 at Campbell Avenue Southwest. That's 355 Campbell Avenue Southwest. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of You Want to Split That, the podcast that has interesting people and fast food. Hope your week's going well. This is now our 10th episode. My name is Bailey Angle, by the way. Should have kept that intro right in the beginning, but just want to say thank you for tuning in on the first nine episodes. It's been a lot of fun so far, and today we have an episode that is no exception to that fun. Here's a guy I didn't actually know before recording this podcast. He's a friend of a friend, my friend Devin Maffei, who is a producer on the show. Thanks for all your support, Devin, by the way. This guy is the VP of sales for the Blue Delta Jean Company. It's a small company that is still making a lot of noise in the American fashion industry because they are associated with some pretty big names in sports and in music and in Hollywood. Nicole Kidman, Morgan Freeman, both wear this company's jeans, as does Archie, Eli, and Cooper. No Peyton Manning wearing blue Delta jeans, but in the golf world, especially since we just finished up Augusta, the Masters, Dustin Johnson, who just won the Masters, has gotten into this company's jeans before. That's the Blue Delta Jean Company, and they are the official team supplier of the USA Ryder Cup team for now, 2021. His name is Blake Kokenauer. He's a guy coming from Shelbyville, Tennessee, and grew up there after moving there when he was just four years old from Texas. He's really interesting. Spent a little bit of time in Oxford, Mississippi. Actually got to know a few guys that a lot of my listeners actually know as well, including Buzz Williams. So we get to talk about that over a brand new creation from Papa John's called the Papadilla. And the flavor we picked today is the barbecue bacon chicken Papadilla. Now, they have a couple other ones, the buffalo chicken. They had a double cheeseburger one, which I thought I was going to get, but I feel like we've had enough burger content on this podcast so went ahead and got the barbecue bacon chicken papadilla it's only six dollars at papa john's right now and it's pretty filling and i well i won't spoil it for you but i think you're gonna know what i felt about it pretty early on so here is my conversation with mr blake kokenauer over a papa john's chicken bacon barbecue papadilla I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you want to split that today. This is actually all part of a scam to get jeans because I've ran out of pants. Um, I don't know where most of them went. And I see that you work for a really nice jeans company, the Blue Delta Jean Company. And uh, this is my producer and I, Devin Maffei's chance to just milk you for what you're worth and getting a bunch of free jeans. 
Well, Devin has uh, luckily managed to uh, to accomplish that already, but Bailey, we'll, we'll have to work on you. That's no problem. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's really necessarily here to hear just us talk. We got a special thing today. It is, you've seen them on the commercials, the Papadilla from Papa John's. And I was looking at it today and I'm, I'm pretty glad with what we picked here as far as like the type of Papadilla because I was originally going to pick the Buffalo chicken one. And then at the last second, I called an audible to get the buffalo uh excuse me the barbecue chicken with the bacon one i hope you're okay with that obviously it's too late now yeah totally cool with it i uh i will say i'm not the world's biggest barbecue sauce fan wow uh, oh, really? so I, I told him i told him to go just a little light on the uh on the barbecue sauce but i do have the uh side barbecue dipping sauce so i'll i'll get some you know Get some additional sauce in there for the full effect. Dude, you should have spoke up. Well, if anything, this will keep you pretty uh, pretty balanced on your review of it. Because if you're going to hate it, maybe hopefully you'll still enjoy the conversation with me. But I got to say, man, this thing looks pretty good. It's pretty simple. It's just like a folded over piece of pizza, just branded as a quesadilla. But I think that's what Papa John's gets right. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I uh, was giving this thing a look a second ago. I, whatever marketing meeting that they came <laughs> up with this thing, basically they just said, let's take a personal pan pizza, fold it in half, and there you go. It's a brand new product, $6. <laughs> so. That's it. Exactly, $6. And I figured on a lot of these, I don't know if you've listened to a few of the shows where we eat kind of something smaller. I'm like, I have to eat something to just keep snacking on to keep because a lot of times I'll, I'll just finish the main meal. So I ended up getting some garlic knots too, just Ooh, for the hell of okay. it. And it's not, those are also $6. Those are not a bad idea. If maybe for the next time you go to Papa John's, but I am ready to take a bite if you are. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Mm-hmm. First bite, I got to say pretty good. I think it kind of tastes like uh, the uh, California Pizza Kitchen barbecue sauce to me. Yep. Exactly. Um, um, the onions I wasn't are expecting right. the onions. I love the onions. Yeah. Onions Still got just a little bit of crisp to them. Where do you do you get Papa John's a lot? You know, I was actually going to say I I I don't know. I may be a little ashamed to admit it. I of the you know of the big pizza chains, Papa John's is probably my go-to. Uh, you know, I, I I despise Domino's and and Pizza Hut is just all over the place. Uh, so I like a I like a thin crust Papa John's. Um, you know, hand tossed if you're if you're feeling saucy. But uh, yeah, I, I do like Pop John, so I'm I'm on board with this. Why would you be ashamed to admit that? I ate Hardee's last week for fun. <laughs> I don't even get paid for this. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, you know, I I work for a small, uh, you know, I like guess a, a small business. So I always have a little bit of shame when I go to the the big corporate um the, the big corporate joint so for me this is like wearing a pair of levi's but you know levi's has done a lot of good over the years so it's you know sometimes you have to indulge i didn't think about it economically i thought it was more like a dietary thing it's like man i'm a oh, real God. pos we're going to no. papa john's and, and admitting it um, uh, i eat taco bell a couple times a week so i mean i'm, I'm not you know totally judging but yeah taco bell's a real mom and pop blake so <laughs> How did you get connected with uh, Blue Delta Gene Company? Yeah, so um, I, I, I'll preface it a little bit. So uh, Blue Delta, is, it's a very unique little company. Uh, so we do what is called a bespoke uh, garment. We do uh, mostly denim, and then we also have a whole line of 
uh, like a performance cotton pant, but it's uh, it's fully custom. So we we take 16 measurements for male or female clients. We've got like 40 to 50 fabrics depending on the season. So the client, uh, you know, they get measured, they design the jean fabric, threads, buttons, belt loops, pockets, you know, the whole the whole deal. Um, and then we cut and sew them all in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, so it is a, you know, a true American made product. Um, how I got involved with it, I went to Ole Miss um, with, uh, that's how I got to know Devin. He, uh, he lived with me during uh, grad school while he was there. But um, yeah, I, uh, in college, uh, dating a girl who's now my wife. Um, and Congratulations. Uh, her, thank you. Yeah. Her, uh, her cousin uh, worked and still works for the company. And so they uh, opened a store on the square in Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is. Um, I got to know the owners and just, you know, couple years went down the road. I got some jeans myself. I loved them. I, I really liked what the company was all about. And so, yeah, graduated college and, and hopped on board with them. And I've been there ever since. Um, so unique for sure. I, I love your answer. I realize that you're going to be really insightful today. And I got to slow down when you're giving insightful answers because we got to... <laughs> I really love this Papadilla thing. It's as as advertised for me. We'll get we'll get to rate it at the end. Now, okay. mind you, I did get this even earlier than the time we were supposed to meet. So I, it's it's not even piping hot, and the thing is delicious so far. So, yeah. um, but uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, that's uh, the home of Elvis, right? Yeah, yeah, sure is. Um, that's uh, you know, Tupelo's a, a pretty interesting little town. It's uh like you mentioned, it's, it's the home of Elvis. So that's what everybody kind of knows it for. Uh, but ton of, of uh, manufacturing goes on in and around Tupelo. Uh, one of the, the big manufacturing companies that used to be there, uh, they were a contract sewing company for uh, Levi. They made uh, 501s. And so that's kind of how the company got its start. The, the two guys that founded the company uh, back in 2011, 2012, basically just saw that there was this wealth of talent, but of course, you know, Levi's had shipped all their production out to overseas. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, you're right. Everybody knows it for Elvis. That's kind of the big, <laughs> the big, uh, you know, selling point on Tupelo, but it is a, it's a really unique little community up in, in Northeast Mississippi, ton of good food. Um, there's, there's a lot of good music that, that goes on in and around Tupelo. Um, so I, uh, I've actually never lived there. I, I always lived in uh, Oxford, which is about 45 minutes West. Um, and it's a much cooler town, but you know, it is a SEC college town. So what can you say? Yeah. So I'm, I'm born and raised ACC country. Well, I mean, I guess when I was a kid, Virginia tech was in the big East up until I, I turned nine. Um, but be that as it may, uh, SEC country. I remember the first time I went to Knoxville and this guy said, I was calling a game there. And this guy was like, I was like, well, I said I had never been to SEC school before. He's like, oh, well, you're in God's country now. So do you think <laughs> that it's actually where God's chosen people are, are in, in this country? Uh, <laughs> what a loaded question. So um, I was born in Texas. Um, I grew up in Tennessee, went to school at, at Ole Miss. Um, so I've bounced around the South. Uh, my mom's family's all from Louisiana. You know, so I'm I'm a pretty like deep South guy. I'm sure you can probably hear that. Uh, it's not that know, bad. I I will always call the South God's country, um, but I think almost at this point it's more of just uh, you know me saying it to mess with people than anything else. <laughs> but uh, you know, people in the South are the best, and uh, you know, I, I I have not missed many meals. That's probably one of my favorite parts about the South is that the food is just phenomenal, no matter where you go. 
it's good people, the hospitality, you know, it's, it's not just a stereotype. It's, um, it's a good place to grow up. It's a good place to live. But yet you don't like barbecue sauce that much. Well, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I should have put a little bit softer touch on that earlier. I, I don't mind barbecue sauce. Um, you know, good barbecue sauce is, is excellent, but grew up, uh, so I mentioned my mom's family's from Louisiana. My dad, uh, and all of his family are, are Aggies way back, Texas A&M born and bred. And so my dad always raised me with this idea that, you know, if, if you have to put barbecue sauce on something after it comes, like after it's done cooking, then it's not good. You know, all that flavor should be imparted either before or while it's cooking. So growing up, I mean, barbecue sauce just never made it to the table in the coconut household. Um, and, and, you know, much to my wife's chagrin, it still really doesn't, but, uh, you know, a good barbecue sauce is good barbecue sauce. That's, it's hard to beat it when it's really good. I do love a good, have you ever had a, like an Alabama barbecue sauce, like white sauce? Uh, I think I ate something at Michigan barbecue one time where they had that on there. It was like at the table. I don't actually, no, no, no. I had chicken wings at the Roanoke wing fest. They're really, really good. I enjoyed yeah. that. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, white, white barbecue sauce is the way to go. Cause you can, I mean, you can put it on anything. You can also dip fries in it. I mean, it's, it's the best utility sauce. It's money, but uh, yeah, don't let me come off as a total barbecue <laughs> eater here. I mean, no, no, not at all. I think that if there's one early critique I have of this, which I'm like 80% of the way done on this first half of the Papadilla, I think that the barbecue sauce definitely does kind of taste like, the, like it's not you're not getting it from like some mom and pop joint like we kind of alluded to earlier it's definitely a, a corporate tasting barbecue sauce if that makes any sense yeah. um but the chicken it, it does work pretty well um with the chicken so far um so would you if you're working for a jean company do you have to like kind of consider yourself a fashionable dude <laughs> uh i mean it depends on uh, depends on who I'm talking to. Uh, you know, I love to uh, I love to tell people because I, I have a I mean, not like I've got some wacky, crazy sense of style. But, you know, I like to have a little little pizzazz on stuff here and there. Um, so I always like to remind people if they if they aren't a fan of some item that I'm wearing, you know, hey, I work in the fashion industry like you should you should roll with me on this one. Uh, but no, I don't. I mean, I. I work for, you know, obviously a, a custom clothing company, but it's a blue jean company in Mississippi, right? So um, our our usual goal with our clientele is not to put somebody in just some screaming tight, you know, skinny black jean, right? Usually we're working with a little bit more of a conservative guy who just wants something that's comfortable and, and fits well. Um, we, we always like to tell people that we're you know, the bottom half of the Southern tuxedo, which is a, a Navy sports jacket and blue jeans and uh, usually a pair of boots. So, you know, our, our goal is usually to make a just a nice dressy looking pair of jeans. And that generally doesn't lend itself to being a, a fashionista, <laughs> I guess is the long answer to that question. No, no, I love it. Uh, did you, I, this kind of sounds crazy for me, uh, maybe quite crazy to the people that listen at home. Do you normally wear a lot of jeans like before this? You know, I'll be honest, not really. Um, awesome. I, uh, me neither. <laughs> so I, I went to a, a, a small private school, uh, six through 12, and it was, you know, khakis and a sports coat every day. Um, so when I came to college, you know, Ole Miss and you've got guys wearing pastel 
shorts and all that, you know, jeans to class and stuff. I, it didn't compute with me for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've made a full pivot now. I wear jeans like nine days a week. Um, we have, like I mentioned here lately, we've, we've launched a, a line of like uh, performance cotton pants um, that um, we kind of bill as more of like a, an athletic cotton pant. So I, I've actually taken to wearing those a lot here lately. Uh, mostly because it gives me the ability to walk out on the golf course at 530 and not have to change pants. So that's the, you know, that's the big benefit to them, I'd say. I was going to ask about golf, and I'm glad that we kind of naturally segued into it here. Has being the official uh, supplier, gene supplier of the Ryder Cup team made you better at golf? <laughs> so uh, lifelong, lifelong golfer, um, you know, I've uh, the last couple of years definitely gotten the opportunity to play some more golf courses, some nicer golf courses, which has been been fun. But uh, yeah, I, I'll add a little context to that because that probably sounded confusing to the to the uninitiated. So we uh, Blue Delta, we obviously with what we do being a, a custom um, custom casual manufacturer, we kind of found this sweet spot here several years back of doing a lot of stuff in professional athletics. Um, so it immediately lends itself to, to the big four, you know, football, baseball, uh, hockey and basketball, because those guys, they're just they're built so odd, um, tiny waist, big butts, big thighs. And, you know, they're like 6'10". So they can't really buy anything. Uh, and that's you know, we've we've had a really good uh, bit of success in that world. But in doing that, we we kind of got into the golf world here a couple of years ago and had a chance to to fit some of the higher ups in, in the PGA. Uh, and yeah, they asked us to be uh, the official an official team supplier for their Ryder Cup team that was supposed to be this last September, uh, now September 2021. But uh, but yeah, what, what it'll be is Ralph Lauren does all their on the course wear um, and we will have the guys outfitted uh, off the course. So cocktail uh, dinners, you know, media events, all that kind of stuff that they do in and around uh, the Ryder Cup. We will have the opportunity to fit all those guys. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, put me in, in some cool spots. I Just a couple of weekends ago, we did an event in uh, in Augusta um, and I, you know, had the opportunity to put Jim Furyk in some jeans. And that's, wow. just, you know, it's, it's always one of those things where, you know, I luckily have become largely desensitized to it now, but it's just one of those things like you always want to look and be like, Hey, do you remember that time that you did, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I, I get to play some, some good golf courses these days for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to let you name drop like the rest of the podcast. I'm going to encourage you, man, please eat your food. I feel like a lot of times people get on here with me and then they're just like, Oh, I, you know, I, I'm answer your questions or I'm nervous or something, but eat your food. Cause I I'm halfway done. I ate the first half of the Papadilla, which, by the way, I don't know if it's really like considered to be that huge of a thing. I think it probably equates to maybe two big pieces of pizza. So I'm going to try to pace myself. But that first half, I don't think that was I'm not picky, by the way. I don't know if you know that, Blake, but I'm not. Um, I'm absolutely not either. <laughs> um, but that first half was was pretty darn good. How was Augusta? I mean, I know you were there before <laughs> everything went down, but. Uh, how was it um, in COVID times? It was uh, it was pretty cool. We um, so there's a course about 20 minutes down the road from Augusta called Sage Valley, um, and it's essentially an Augusta quality course. Um, that's, I mean, when I say more accessible, you know, the initiation fee is only like 150 instead of you know whatever Augusta charges. But 
um, we, uh, we did an event there with a, a company that, that we do some business with. And uh, so got to be in Augusta for a couple of days, the week of, it was, you know, it was pretty interesting. I, I've been to the masters um, a couple of times before and Augusta, Georgia is not an impressive little town. I mean, for all the majesty of Augusta national, that town is, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to forget. Um, wow. But, uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the, you know, the big highlight in town is the Hooters that John Daly spends the week at. So I, you know, I don't know what to say about it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting seeing the town a little bit quieter. Um, but you know, like I mentioned, we got to spend some time around, around Jim Furyk that week. And, um, I heard somebody asking, you know, Hey, who, who do you, who do you like this week? And he was, I mean, he, Dustin Johnson was, you know, that, that was his selection. So he, he kind of, uh, he, he must have had some insider knowledge or really had a lot of faith in, in him. I'm not sure. So Dustin Johnson wears you guys' stuff, right? Yeah, we, we had the opportunity uh, to get him in some jeans. Uh, we did a tournament in uh, Kapalua, in, uh, I think it was in Maui, uh, back last New Year's, the Tournament of Champions. Um, so, yeah, we, we got the chance to put him in some jeans back then. Um, it's, you know, it's always cool to see, see guys that, um, that we've had some contact with have success um you know not to just totally name drop it but we've, we've got you know about 200 clients in major league baseball um we've we've got you know 50 60 guys in the nfl so it's always very interesting to see guys that you know that you have a relationship with that you know out there succeeding and it's like well how long do i wait to text them congratulations yeah it's it's odd because like who wants to hear from their blue jean salesman all the time but you know it's <laughs> It is fun getting to know some some interesting people. I you know I, I think we can we can dive in on the interesting people for for the entire time and and I think I, I want to come back to it. But just kind of like talking shop a little bit here. This is a, a genuine question for me because yeah. I'm not really in the sales world. Um, people say like you're selling the school you're working for for broadcasting, but it's a little bit of a stretch. When can you talk? How long does it take before you talk business with some of these famous people? Like, how can you make it so you're not just grafting off of them? Yeah, and, and that's a really good question because, I mean, they, you know, you take your average, well, not your average, but your, you know, who you think of when you think of a, a Major League Baseball player, right? Um, what's so weird about what they do is that their their salary is online. Like, you can find it. So, um you know, if I could find your salary online, it would, you know, lend to a conversation if I was trying to sell you something. But when your salary has a couple commas in it, you know, that it, it definitely opens them up to be uh, kind of hunted after, I guess would be the way to put it. So you always do have to be cognizant of that to try to build a relationship. Um, but, you know, for, for Major League Baseball, for instance, um, I, I spend a, about a month every um late February, early March, we go to spring training. That's one of our big times to get to see the guys. Uh, so I'll spend a couple weeks in Florida, a couple weeks in Arizona. And what will typically happen is, is most spring training games, uh, first pitch is 105 in the afternoon. So we'll get in the clubhouse, you know, 630 or so in the morning. Um, most clubhouses have a little vendor set up area. And then, yeah, we just set up and, you know, if, if the clubbies like you, they'll give you some coffee and you just hang out and, uh, it, it's, it's different for every club, but most clubs you reach out to, to the guys, you know, ahead of time, 
um, you know, they'll, they'll come and visit with you. They'll come see you. They'll, they'll do some shopping and you know, they may buy for a rookie who's having a, a good spring training or, or something like that. But, um, you know, most of the times when we see these guys, it's in an environment where they, they kind of know what's going on. I mean, they know that we're there to sell, but you just have to be careful to, to not be, um, you know, don't be like a gross salesman about it. You know, you're not selling used cars, right? You're, you're selling a nice quality product. And if they don't want it, they don't want it. That's fine. I, I, I've been in the minor league baseball world, so I kind of understand. Are you ever snacking on, on the spread when you go into these minor league clubhouses? No, that that <laughs> is one that you try to avoid. Uh, you know, I just uh, th- there is a, a little bit of a give and take with it. So, like I said, you know, I, it's nice to get a cup of coffee. You may get a free T-shirt or something every now and then if, if a club is feeling generous. But as far as, as as far as getting into the craft table, try to, you know, try to let that one be. Uh, my Plus, I mean, the, so I was gonna say that you know the nice thing is is most of the time you can leave the bowels of the stadium and go up and and eat you know a hot dog in in the stadium or whatever. So that's I, I just try to save my calories for lunchtime instead of snacking in the morning. What's your uh, who has your favorite spring training facility? So I uh, any team that's in Arizona is better than any team that's in Florida. That's really? my general. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the problem is Florida, they're so spread out. Um, and so when we go and see clubs, you know, I'll be in Fort Myers one day and then Clearwater the next, and then you go see the Braves there outside of Orlando. So it's just a ton of driving, um, whereas Arizona, they're all within 45 minutes of each other in the, in the greater Phoenix area. So I just have this huge bias because Florida, I spend three or four hours a, a day in the car, uh, whereas Arizona, it's a, you know, a quick trip. But – um, to answer your question, I really like the Cubs. Uh, they've got a good spot. Um, the Rockies, uh, share a good spot with the, um, oh man, who do they share it with? I think maybe the Diamondbacks. I've, I've forgotten, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, they're all good. There, there are very few of them that are bad. The A's is bad. Um, <laughs> they're in the Arizona, Brewers, right? Yeah, they're in, um, yeah, they're in Arizona, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's hard to call any of them bad because it's still so cool. Uh, just, just being in that environment and meeting with those, those kind of people. I, uh, when I worked with the blue Jays in 2016, I would, I would love to have them on here because I guarantee you, they would tell you it was bad. They did not like Dunedin, Florida that much. um and the fellas and uh for the tigers i worked with there's a yeah the facility in lakeland is nice but i don't necessarily want to go back to lakeland florida yeah those guys live in erie pennsylvania mind you (laughs) yeah i mean the 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 one in lakeland there it's the their facility is nice but you're just you're halfway between tampa and orlando it's like you know this is the least exciting place that you can possibly be (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I've had to, I've had to be there for calling football games um, down there before too. You said that a couple of guys that you work with, which by the way, uh, my papadilla right now, I'm kind of, the barbecue sauce is kind of cooling and it's, it's like running, it's running its course on me a little bit. And I mean that as like the barbecue sauce being a very normal barbecue sauce, which I don't know what I expected from Papa John's anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's Papa John's. Um, it's cooling down. It's making itself a little less, not bad, but a little less appetizing to me. It's congealing just a little bit. 
I see you with the $5 words. Let's go, congealing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was reading up on uh, on your bio that you sent me, and you guys actually have Morgan Freeman and Nicole Kidman as clients? Yeah, we do. Um, both pretty interesting stories. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, he uh, he's actually from Mississippi. Um, he, uh, he lives in Oxford, spends a lot of time there. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, you know, a little bit older now, so he, he spends a lot of his time just hanging out, but, uh, yeah, he's been a, a great ambassador of the brand for us. And we haven't gotten that, uh, we hadn't gotten that voice into a commercial yet. We're working on that part, but, uh, but yeah, so he, he's, uh, he's been a client for a while. And then Nicole Kidman was a, an interesting opportunity. We got to put her in some jeans, uh, several years back, got to put her husband in some jeans at the same time as well. Uh, it was Keith Urban. Uh, so she's, uh, she's a fun one always to, you know, to get to say we've, uh, put some jeans on turns heads for sure. Speaking of commercials though, why don't you guys have a commercial? Cause the only jeans commercials I've ever seen are the ones where Brett Favre is playing touch football with his boys, <laughs> which is BS by the way. Cause he is also from Mississippi and it just, <laughs> it's, it's such a shame that we can't put him in jeans, but I'm, you know, Wrangler put some pretty good money in his pocket about imagine. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we, um, the nature of our product being that, that, you know, at this moment in time, we have to put a measuring tape on you uh, to get you in a pair of jeans. Traditional marketing, uh, you know, it doesn't really work for us because like I mentioned, you know, presently you can't just go and click and buy somewhere. Um, I'm in the midst of a project, some company-wide project here, uh, trying to solve that hopefully here within I mean, a month or two, we'll have an option where somebody can go to our website and get measured virtually. Um, so I'll, uh, you know, I'll update everybody on that one once we get that locked up. But uh, yeah, you know, traditional traditional marketing doesn't really work when you have to be face to face for somebody. So we, we do some marketing here in Mississippi because um, Mississippi's a small state. I mean, it's less than three million people. So we can we can do some marketing and have some effect here. But, you know, if you're in virginia or something it's you know it's not going to do a ton of good for us right no i mean i'm sure you guys will figure it out um i finished my papadilla and i also i i went to town on these garlic knots waiting for for this thing to start up that i kind of regret although they're really good but i'm looking at like a self-reflective pool of the garlic knot butter into this little boat here so i'm i think that you should be happy that you just got the papadilla today it's, it's too late. You've already done it. So don't worry about it, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, you said something interesting um, when I was talking to you, or actually in the email that you sent me, that uh, you guys have a, a number of guys that wear your jeans, and you, you rub shoulders with a lot of interesting people. I think that was, that's what makes you a pretty interesting guest today. Um, you guys had Hugh Freeze, who just beat my Virginia Tech Hokies, <laughs> as a head coach of Liberty, and that's a tough pill to swallow, but this isn't a podcast about that, hopefully. Uh, but Lane Kiffin as well. But you said that John Calipari of Kentucky basketball, you said he's a good client. What makes him good? He is he is one of the biggest cheerleaders that we have. Um, coach Cal's the man. Uh, he, oh, man. Uh, so Andy Kennedy, who used to be the uh, head basketball coach at Ole Miss, um, he has been – I said Calipari is our biggest cheerleader. AK is probably our biggest cheerleader, Cal number two. But uh, AK introduced us to, to Jay Billis, um, and then Jay Billis put us on to Coach Cal and, and several others. But 
Uh, yeah, Cal this last summer, obviously not with, uh, you know, COVID, but uh, the last couple summers before that, Cal puts on a camp every year in the summer where uh, guys basically pay to come play basketball in Rupp Arena. Uh, and so they, they break out into little teams and, you know, it's 40, 50 year old dudes playing, you know, full speed basketball in Rupp Arena, which is a lot of fun to watch. But, uh, but yeah, Cal always invites us up to that. The team that wins the tournament every year, he buys them all a pair of jeans. Uh, I mean, I bet Cal's got 20 pair, 25 pair at this point. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's out to the staff. The last couple of years, he, he buys uh, a pair of pants for the entire – well, the, the program is able to buy clothing for the team for travel. So they, they always buy jeans from us for their team. Um, you know, it's Cal's, he's the man, uh, you know, a lot of people have, have thoughts about him. I'm sure you growing up in, you know, ACC fandom, you probably yeah. have a lot of thoughts about him, but he's a, he's, he's a genuine guy. He's a good dude. He loves his guys. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really fun watching him coach. Uh, Cause he's just, he's just on another level. I don't um, really, I don't really mind him as much. Um, I know a lot of people really, you know, they have their feelings on him. Like, like you said, a guy I do have, feelings about and I'm trying to remember this story correctly did you interact with Buzz Williams when he came to Oxford yeah how was that so Buzz uh, he's a he's another client of ours he uh he's awesome he's a crazy dude uh and I mean that in the best way possible he's just he's all energy um I ran into him I I can't remember where it is now but it was somewhere just totally totally random one time and I just feel this big hand clap down on my back and I turn around and Buzz Williams is standing there and he pulled out his phone and took a selfie of me which is like hey man that's totally wrong like you you know uh yeah Buzz Buzz is a good guy um I've I've gotten to uh spend a little bit of time around him he several of the guys on his coaching staff um Steve Rock uh, Rock Coach Rock he uh he's been a, a good client of ours I think he's at maybe ECU yeah he left he left the year before Buzz Williams left Virginia Tech gotcha gotcha Uh but um yeah I haven't haven't gotten to see Buzz in a little bit but uh you know his he's at A&M now his AD Ross Bjork was at Ole Miss for several years um during the the Hugh Freeze tenure so Ross has had us down to A&M several times we've gotten to you know kind of play around in that sandbox a little bit too which has been fun College Dude. stations are a, a weird little town, but I I bet speaking of of weird, I bet Buzz's uh, sandbox is weird. I yeah. or it has some sort of weird quote on it before you can actually get into the sandbox. <laughs> and it's crazy about that slap in the selfie story. He did that because I worked, you know, I went to Virginia Tech. I was an intern with the broadcast team there. So we had a, a monthly or not a monthly, a weekly show at a, at a local restaurant where Buzz would come and talk about basketball and mind you so many other things, but the selfie thing happened to one of my friends, like young babies. Like he came up, did the selfie thing with a baby. Didn't ask anybody didn't ask the parents. Obviously, didn't ask the baby because the baby couldn't talk. <laughs> and and then just got on the show. And then I think eventually, I don't know if she he tweeted about the baby, but that kid's like four or five now. So this has been a while ago. I think it was like a junior. But I just feel so glad that you had that exact same experience with him. Well, I mean, it sounds like it may be his uh, his go to kind of thing. I mean, it worked. <laughs> Here I am. You know, I remembered it. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, that's, that's cool. Blake, you've been awesome today. I have just finished the Papadilla, but now we're getting into the segment we like to call roast them or toast them here on, you want to split that. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of like a rapid fire thing. Roast means you do not like it. Like I'm roasting your outfit. I'm roasting your Wrangler Levi jeans. Um, right. Toast them and toast them is you do like it like a toast to Blue Delta Jean Company. So uh, can I provide context to my answers? Oh, absolutely. Short answer only. Okay. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, if you want it to be short, just make it evident. But you can definitely say uh, what if why. So you are from Tennessee, so I went with a Tennessee thing in the first. Roast them Love or toast it. them, Crystal. Uh, I, I'm going to say roast. Uh, the burgers are fine. The, the fries are terrible. Everything else is bad. So uh, roast. Okay. I've actually never been there. I've been on a few road trips and they've passed by and I'm like, I wonder what it's like. But I saw that that Kobayashi guy won a crystal competition. <laughs> like he ate a bunch of those little crystal burgers. I was like, man, he went to Tennessee. That's insane. Um, so do you have, so sorry. Quick question. Do you have White Castle? What do you have? So we don't have White Castle either, at least in Virginia growing up. Crystal, we have in like, because I live in West Virginia technically now. I'm in Blacksburg right. and, and uh, Bluefield, West Virginia a lot. Um, Crystal's more of like, obviously like a Tennessee thing. We just have like, if there's anything regional, I guess it would be Bojangles and cookout. Like we have right. a lot of cookout. Roast them or toast them, Handy Andes. I asked Devin Maffei, uh, a proud grad school graduate of <laughs> Ole Miss, and he said, Handy Andes, roast them or toast them. And I need context so, for this, hey, by the way. Yeah, you absolutely do. So Handy Andes is this little place in Oxford. Um, it's a cinder block building with, you know, it's like half lit on the inside probably is what I'd say. Uh, but it's a, it's a little burger joint, um, smash style burgers, grease like you couldn't imagine but the most wonderful hamburgers that ever exists uh it is it is toast them to the max <laughs> all right well i'm glad i'm glad you had a little bit more positive thing to say about handy andy's rather than uh crystal okay another tennessee thing roast them or toast them and i'm not exactly sure where shelbyville is but hattie b's um you know, so Hattie B's, the the hot chicken place in in uh, Nashville, for for anyone who doesn't know, it's fine. I mean, it's the it's the commercial version of of Nashville hot chicken. Um, you know, my my friends and I that are Shelbyville, where I grew up, is about an hour south of Nashville. The thing that we have still yet to figure out is where Nashville hot chicken came from, because growing up, you know, when we were in, in middle school, high school, it was not in our lexicon at all. And then all of a sudden, like 2000, I don't know, 2012, 2013, like I guess Instagram caught it and it just became a thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So hot chicken, I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on in general. Um, now, I will say there's several places that are substantially better than Hattie B's. Um, so I can't quite roast Hattie B's, but it's, it's not a toast either because uh, I do think there are better places. Um, Prince's is, is probably my go-to. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. People ask me that a lot, what I think of it. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just spicy fried chicken. Like it's, you know, it's fine. It makes you sweat. It's not maybe the best thing to eat in public. Yeah. I ate the medium from there. Cause my friend lived in Nashville for a couple of years. I ate the medium 
And I was like, man, I am so tough. Y'all suck with this. And then I ate that piece of bread at the bottom. And I, oh. my, my whole night was ruined. The chicken was fine, but just the hot sauce bread ruined my, my trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> hot, Nashville hot chickens. It's, it's fun to go and do occasionally, but you do have to kind of clear some of your schedule out. You know, <laughs> you, you have to recover for a while. Um, speaking of schedule, this is, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. Uh, so roast them or toast them with cranberry sauce. Uh, so this is a, a pretty strong opinion that I have, uh, the, the entirety of Thanksgiving meal roast. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a big Thanksgiving meal fan, you know, turkey's turkey. I mean, it's, it's a bland protein. Uh, but I just, I don't think stuffing's that good. Like cranberry sauce is not that great. My mom makes some great sweet potatoes, but that's, you know, I don't know. My, my, uh, the Coconut family usually has steaks on Thanksgiving, so, uh, I'm going to give cranberry sauce a general roasting, uh, but that it, it extends to the rest of Thanksgiving meal. Well, that's awesome. Y'all just eating like John Wayne on Thanksgiving, just eating the red <laughs> meat. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to agree with you mostly there. I don't mind. I think turkey is kind of dry, more of a ham guy myself. But yeah, you're right. Thanksgiving needs to shake up. Um, and then finally, roast them or toast them. You know, you seem like a, a pretty devout Southern guy. What do you feel about potato salad? So it, it there's a lot of layers of complexity to that question. Um, you know, are you talking <laughs> are you talking mayonnaise based or mustard based? What are you putting in it? Um, I I like a mayonnaise or a ranch-based potato salad. Um, mustard potato salad is fine, but you got to keep the eggs to a minimum for my, you know, for my, uh, for my taste. So, um, you know, potato salad, it's good. I'm, I'm never going to turn it down. I just may not eat all of it if it hits my plate. You know, it, it depends, depends on the chef. That, yeah, it definitely. Is, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, everybody's, everybody's mama's got their, their potato salad recipe. And, you know, there, maybe there's some judging going on based on how your mama makes potato salad. I don't know. <laughs> no, that seems like the, the big answer is just how your mom makes it is usually, I mean, it's pretty pivotal. Uh, well, Blake, you've been awesome, man. It's now it's time where we rate the Papa John's Papadia. It was the barbecue chicken and bacon one. Now I think that, Okay. I don't think I tasted any bacon, by the way, but you go first. So I will say I actually had a decent bit of bacon on mine. Um, so in, in just so I'm clear on the rules, are we going one to five? We're going. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. The, we are going one to ten. One to ten in decimals. I mean, is this like a yeah, man. pizza review? Or? <laughs> yeah, you uh, go ahead and uh, make it like a gymnastics uh, Olympic uh, judging. So you go ahead and use the decimals. <laughs> you can use up to the hundredth through thousandth if you want. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go seven point six on it. I think it's I think it's really good. I will, like I mentioned, likely go try all the different flavors over the next you know month or so. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I, I would I would recommend it. The one thing that I would be curious about is if they could make this, like I mentioned, not to biggest barbecue sauce fan in the world can we get ranch on here instead of barbecue sauce that would be my you know if you could do that you may be up in the high eights low nines who knows yeah i think you're on to something there you talked about marketing earlier i think you can market for 
Well, I guess Papa John isn't actually part of it anymore because of his own doing. Um, but yeah, if they had a chicken bacon ranch one, uh, I think it would be successful. Um, I'm going to have to go. I, I don't mean to highball you here. I think I'm going to go an 8.1. I think the highest thing Ooh. I've ever had on here was, <laughs> this sounds terrible, is the Bojangles biscuit with pimento cheese on it. Something about that was awesome to me. So this was definitely better than that. Uh, 8.1. Um, I loved uh, the chicken, especially when it was hot. It was really good. My one knock yeah. was the barbecue sauce could probably, I mean, it's a corporate chain. They, what kind of barbecue sauce is it going to be? But it was still really good. Got to eat it hot. When it gets cold, the barbecue sauce. What is What was that word? Congeals? It congeals. It congeals. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for the congealing and you're going to have a great time <laughs> with the barbecue uh, chicken and bacon uh, uh, papadilla. Blake, this was awesome, man. Thanks for dealing with all of my technical difficulties. And I loved hearing what you have to do um, with your with your great company. And maybe one day I can quit wearing J. Cruz and get fitted for some blue deltas. Oh, we can make that happen for sure. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, uh, good luck with everything in Columbus. Have fun on the road. Stay safe and give my best to your wife. All right. Thanks, Bailey. I appreciate it, man. It's been all fun right. being on.